0: In November and December of 2021, we did a mini-series on podcasting. We covered why you might consider starting a podcast, what it takes from acquiring equipment through production and delivery. We also talked about potential forms your podcast can take, and we revisit that topic on today's episode of the MyCom Church Marketing Podcast as we speak with the host of one of our denominational podcasts whose show format just might be a winner for your local church. But even if you aren't considering starting a podcast for your ministry, don't leave. Trust me, today's conversation is applicable across many church marketing channels. Thank you to everybody for listening. My name is Dan Wunderlich. I'm a United Methodist pastor, and my guest today is Crystal Cavanis. She's the host of the Get Your Spirit in Shape podcast. Crystal, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Dan. I'm really excited to be here. Well,
0: let's begin by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you serve in the United Methodist Church.
1: I work for United Methodist Communications, and that is the communications agency of the denomination. And I work um, what we call the member team, um, member content team, which means that our team produces stories and podcasts and videos for members of the United Methodist Church. I've worked for United Methodist Communications for eight years, and it's a a work that I just really feel privileged to be a part of. I am a lifelong United Methodist, and so to get to serve the church in this way has just been a real blessing for me. And I just... um, I live in North Carolina now. Um, The pandemic provided an opportunity to work from home. And even though our agency is based in Nashville, Tennessee, I uh, relocated back to my hometown of High Point, North Carolina.
0: Well, that's awesome. I uh, also work for United Methodist Communications for this podcast, and though I love the city of Nashville, I have never actually been to the building. Uh, I started when I lived in North Georgia, and now I live in Florida. So uh, it's, it's kind of cool how the United Methodist Church is, you know, for all of the ways we may still be a little bit slow as a big institution, it is kind of cool how United Methodist Communications enables us to, to do some of this stuff.
1: Absolutely. And just, you know, it's that really is that whole connection that you can be in in Florida and I can be in North Carolina and we can do this together. So Absolutely. I love that part of it.
0: Yeah. Well, as we mentioned in the intro, you host the Get Your Spirit in Shape podcast, which we recommended all the way back in January as one of the shows to check out in 2022. Uh, but for those who haven't been able to listen to it yet, can you tell us about the show and how you ended up hosting it?
1: Absolutely. And thank you, by the way, for that recommendation. Yeah. So the uh, Get Your Spirit in Shape podcast was actually, um, it's the first podcast that United Methodist Communications produced. And my um, coworker, actually my boss, Joe Iavino, he was the creator and the original host of Get Your Spirit in Shape. After a hundred episodes, he oh um, <laughs> yeah, right, I know. He, <laughs> after hundred episodes, he um, moved into the producer role, and he asked me if I'd like to serve as co-host with him. So you can still hear Joe on some special episodes that we have, but he's always behind the scenes making sure our production is really top quality.
0: That's awesome. Uh, Well, one of the main reasons I wanted to invite you on the show today uh, is because I think the format of your show is one our listeners could absolutely adapt for their local setting. And I will once again refer our listeners back to those episodes from the end of 2021 where we talk about podcasting. If you have questions about equipment, recording, uploading, questions about The purpose of podcasting for a church, especially if you want to move beyond just posting your sermons, those episodes are still a great reference and are not terribly outdated yet, though the the technology and things change all the time. Uh, But the two aspects that I love about your show that I think make it an attractive option for churches to try uh, is, number one, the interview format, and then number two, offering a practical spiritual exercise. Uh, When interviews are done well, they inform, they entertain, they engage. they they challenge and inspire. And then either you or the guest usually offer up ideas for how to keep our spirit in shape. And you often highlight simple things that real people can work into their real lives that offer benefit. Uh, So how do you think about the ways in which your show and its format serves your audience? I know you inherited the show from Joe, but certainly I'm sure you've given time uh, and thought to to what it means to serve your audience.
1: Well, I think being a United Methodist, one of the filters for me is, is this something I would want to learn about? Is this a, is this a podcast episode I would listen to? Mm. And, um, so a a lot of times the answer of that is yes, I, you know, I find this interesting and, um, I find this beneficial, or I want to hear more. A lot of times that also is one of those filters. Do I want to learn more? Yeah. Our, our tagline is, um, For the podcast is to, you know, information to help us keep um, our souls as healthy as our bodies. Mm. And so um, we really do believe that if we can uh, encourage someone, if we can inspire someone, if some if the listener says, "Oh my goodness, I can do that," or "I want to do that," or "That's really uplifting to me," then I feel like that's a win. Just to have a have a story, have a an interview, have a topic that um, encourages someone to maybe try something a little different, or just really to encourage them in their walk, in yeah. their spiritual walk.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and we we've been talking about serving our audiences, and um, that's really why I see podcasting as such a great tool for church marketing. Uh, It might not seem like it on the surface. Uh, It isn't the best venue for sharing times and dates uh, of events, for example, because you never know when people are listening to podcasts. But it's a great way to create the kind of bond that leads to trust, and that can absolutely lead to people wanting to engage with you and your church beyond just the podcast. And so I I would love to just hear from your experience with podcasting, both as a host and maybe as a listener, how has it helped you uh, create connections or feel connected in ways that you wouldn't otherwise?
1: You know, Dan, I, when I finish a podcast episode, I feel like I've made a new friend. Absolutely. And, um, probably I, I really like, I was like, oh, this is my friend now. And I may actually be a little more too excited about that. Yeah. Um, but, um, it has, I have made connections where, uh, especially because I'm a content creator, mm. um, maybe a few months down the road, I working on a story. And I remember that I had someone on the podcast that, perhaps um, had that experience or could speak into the topic and it's given me a chance to go back to them and we already have that connection through Get Your Spirit in Shape. And so I've been able to um, really go a little deeper sometimes with some of our print stories as to maybe what that topic was or um, I'm thinking particularly about um, a minister we had on who talked about uh, grief and a few months later, we produced a piece of content, a print piece of print content about um, about grief. And we, I was able to go back to him and and dig a little deeper, mm. dive a little deeper about that. So, um, it definitely has given me ways to connect with people that I might not normally connect with, um, particularly people in other parts of. Um, The world, other parts of the 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 church's connection that my path just may not have crossed with theirs, and that's really exciting to me because I do get excited about people who are so faithful, who are so faithful in um, in their walks and their what they're how they're serving the world, and to just to get to be a part of telling their story that's just one of the that's one of the things I like best. Um, So that's that's kind of how as a host. I feel like I've been able to create some connections and bring those people's stories to our listeners. Um, and as a listener, um, being a host has really helped me listen better. I think yeah. other podcasts, I like to listen to um, I've become a more avid listener and I like to hear how other hosts interact with their guests. I feel like I'm really new at this. I've been hosting for about, uh, I guess about 14 months. And so I feel like, especially compared to, um, to Joe hosting a hundred episodes, I'm really <laughs> new at this. So I like to hear how other hosts interact with their guests or how a format format works. Um, I, I listen to um, I listen to the mycon podcast and I love how it's very practical and you can you know you know when that podcast is over, you're gonna walk away with some very some list or some how to's awesome. how you Thank can you. do something and i <laughs> I love that because you know uh, if I'm gonna give my time to listening to something I you know there's I'm hoping to to get something from that just to be honest. and so I love how you you really do a great job with that, Dan. And I also love hearing personalities because I think it gives us an opportunity to get to know people, get to know the host too. one of my favorite kind of non... Uh, non-church podcast I listen to is called Office Ladies. It's kind of a yes, pleasure yeah. of mine. Do you listen to Office oh, Ladies? Oh, I do
0: every week. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. I love that Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey just give us this inside look, not only to the show, The Office, but into their friendship. And and now, you know, I would tell you I'm their friend too. Yes, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's been a really fun way to get to connect with people, but also to um, to hear how other people are using the podcast format
0: totally and you and i we were guests on a panel uh for international podcasting day back in september and we talked in that conversation about how there's just something about people's voice in your ears it's just it's such an intimate experience like you're especially if you're like you you know you listen to it in the car it might be like radio but if you listen to it in your earbuds while you're walking the dog or cleaning the house or doing something like that it's almost it's almost like having a phone conversation and you're listening to somebody and it really is cool and we talked about this in that panel when you're a host it opens doors and you get to talk to people that if you didn't have a podcast you would never you know have the ability to have those kinds of conversations Um, I used to host another podcast about preaching and um, a name our Methodist friends would recognize is uh, Pastor Adam Hamilton from Church of the Resurrection. And he is so, you know, giving with his time. He is constantly traveling all over the place and or hosting uh, trainings and workshops at his church. And so he's not unreachable, uh, but it is not really worth his time to give one pastor, you know, 45 minutes, but because I had a, a, a recorder, you know, and was like, well, and I'll share it with all the people that listen to my podcast, then it was worth this time. And so in a way it opens up these amazing doors, but even if you aren't a host, like you and I, we become proxies, um, like that friendship we feel, I hope our listeners feel the same way when it's done. Cause it really is just such a unique and powerful, uh, medium.
1: Absolutely. I wanted to say too that um, I think podcasts have a really unique ability to kind of peel back some layers, mm. especially if you listen to the same um, the same podcast. Um, I'm thinking about one, another United Methodist Communications podcast called The Compass that my coworker Ryan Dunn um, co-host or, or host rather. And I've Feel like I've gotten to know Ryan and yeah. all that he can do, and he's such a brilliant um, pastor and communicator. And I, I wouldn't maybe know that necessarily if I'm not listening regularly to his podcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and if you do happen to be United Methodist Church that's interested in podcasting, Ryan has actually started a Facebook group. I think it's called UMC Podcasters. So like search for that on Facebook. I'm in there. Ryan's in there. Um, You know, it's a place where we uh, it's not super, super active, but if people have questions or um, we oftentimes share what we're working on, share episodes with each other, it's a really supportive place. So uh, if you are a podcaster, you're starting one and you want a place to, to connect with other UMC podcasters, you can search for that group. Uh, but as I said earlier, I think the format of your show, the combination of an interview and practical exercises is something that any of our listeners can easily and successfully adapt. And we'll we'll start with the the second part, the, the practical exercises. You close each episode by asking all of your guests the same question. Can you share what that question is and what some of your favorite answers have been?
1: Absolutely. We always ask our guests, how do you keep your own spirit in shape? And one, I love hearing that because these are people that I respect and I, excuse me, even if I've just started to know them or getting to know them. I've learned they have a an area of expertise or they've, they they brings a really unique story to the podcast and so I'm always anxious to hear their answer. Yeah. And it's always kind of like this big reveal for me at the end. It's <laughs> like what are they going to say? Um so one of the answers that just really stands out is I interviewed a pastor and he said washing his jeep is how he keeps his spirit in mm. shape. And he he went through a very detailed and methodical ritual, if you will, on Fridays of washing his Jeep. And it kind of ends with him um, driving his clean Jeep. uh, And if weather's permitting, the windows down playing certain music um, on the radio. And he said, that's so uh, renewal. It's like this renewal for him. And I just love that because it, it really taught me that Getting your spirit in shape doesn't have to be something that maybe is more, um, maybe more traditional that we might think of. Like, yeah. well, you know, I spend my mornings in prayer and and we, that obviously is one of the ways we can keep our spirit in shape and uh, and people tell us that. But I loved hearing that something was that was a little atypical could also be so um you know, just so refreshing or so renewing for, for someone. Um, I had someone recently tell me that she's learned to knit and just getting lost in the, the routine of knitting Mm. is very, it kind of takes her away from the chaos that can be life. And she, when she finishes knitting a period of knitting, she just feels a lot calmer and much more at peace and it's a a real it becomes a real holy place a whole really sacred space for her when she picks up her her knitting so um i that is the question and i'm always very excited to hear what people share with us and i appreciate that they share something that's really very personal yeah could be very you know very sacred um that they share that with us and our listeners
0: yeah, that is, that's so true. And, and I love, I love hearing that. I For me, it used to be mowing my lawn. Um, you know, when you work in ministry, uh, it's, it's not, it's not common to have something you work on and then it's done and you see the fruit of your labor immediately, <laughs> you know, yes. especially when it's relational or you're working on a sermon that uh, you might deliver in a couple of days and then you deliver it. And then you, all you have is facial expressions and, and, you know, maybe a email on Monday morning. And so in some ways it was like, that just the act of mowing the lawn, like washing your car or knitting something, like you can actually see like the, the, the fruit, uh, there in front of you, which is a really nice reminder, um, that like you are making a difference in the world, even if you can't always see it. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. I love answers like that. And and I, you know, I'm thinking too, if a church wants to, um, to adapt this kind of style, they may look at, um, You know, you can certainly interview the people in your congregation and you can interview people in your community. I think it would be a really great format for highlighting the people in your community and making your church kind of the place that lifts up the stories uh, in your community, uh, whether it's a city or a town or a county. Uh, And so some of these people you may be interviewing, they might not have a spiritual practice to offer because they might not be people of faith or they may be people of faith who aren't super comfortable sharing about that because their job is in some other arena. Uh, And so I think we too, as, as, um, as, as church volunteers, leaders, staff people, you could certainly work with your pastor if you aren't one as well. Um, you, can, you can almost go and listen to the interview at a later time and, and pick out the themes of, of what they talk about in the interview. Pick out the, the challenges or the questions that they wrestle with in their story. And then you can, you know, come in later and record uh, maybe a, a, a guided meditation or a set of prayer uh, questions, like some some things to pray about or some scripture verses. Uh, it'll help the listener engage with the topic. You know, we have a lot of spiritual discipline resources available through UM Discipleship. You could also just go get a copy of Richard Foster's uh, A Celebration of Discipline, and that's almost like a menu of of different practices that you could um that you could offer uh, and customize based on the themes of the interview. And so I want to hear from you, how might this help turn something like a podcast, which, you know, I love office ladies, uh, but it is entertainment, you know, it is purely entertainment. Uh, It's a way to pass time in the car or or while doing chores, walking the dog. I love here. I I've seen the office through multiple times. So I love hearing all those stories, but it's entertainment. So how does, how do you see something like this being able to transform this medium from just entertainment uh, or just information into an avenue for discipleship?
1: You know, I, we believe that, you know, the church is to be a connected body, you know, that we're not to do, um, we're not to do life alone, to, to, to live in our faith, you know, to express our faith alone. And so I believe the podcast has a way to connect us with other people um, to, with the power to inspire and encourage, um, each other really one another through those stories. And you mentioned story just a few minutes ago and story is so powerful. We all have stories. And so, you know, just having this Avenue, just having this podcast, um, is a way for, um, to reach people that you might not reach. Um, you know, it's a way to, I mean, I, I'm not, um, a pastor, so I'm, you know, so I'm not, um, people aren't coming to me to, you know, ask me, well, you know, how can I do this or how might I, um, you know, what's the best way to study the Bible or anything Mm. like that. Um, But through the podcast, it's an opportunity for me to let other people share those kinds of um, practices or those kinds of disciplines or just the stories that might inspire someone. So I feel like it's just an opportunity. It's another way. It isn't the only way, but it's another way that you can reach people um, and just provide uh, resources and, and again, encouragement.
0: Absolutely. And that transitions so well into where we are going. I can tell you are a podcast host as well because we're setting <laughs> each other up. But, uh, you know, we, we asked our listeners at the beginning who maybe aren't into podcasting themselves, not planning on doing it, don't have the equipment, all that, to hang in there. And I hope that they have because it's the other aspect of your show, the interview. Uh, that's something I think is so widely applicable. And being good at interviewing is a skill that might not be on our radar as a church marketing or communications person. We, you, you know, we think of things like writing or designing or photography or video editing, but being able to interview someone that can become your secret weapon. And so beyond just being a common podcasting format or being the format you inherited when you became the host of get your spirit in shape, what do you see as the power of the interview?
1: Everybody has a story, being able to build a space where someone trusts you Mm. to, Open up and share their story. That's that's the that's the goal. Um, that's my goal. Yeah. Um, to be patient and thoughtful and gentle uh, when you're asking questions, when you're um, just paying attention to what someone's telling you. And even though um, you know, as we are recording this podcast, you and I aren't in the same room, but we still have. Tone and inflection. Yeah. And you can hear, I believe you can hear smiles in people's, you know, in people's words. Um, and so I really think the power of the interview gives you that opportunity where we all, it just breaks down, it has the a potential to break down barriers where we just communicate with one another as people who are. On this earth, journeying through whatever we're journeying through, and sharing um, sharing those stories, I can learn from you. You can learn from me. Let's just provide an opportunity to my role as the host to ask some questions that allows you to tell tell your story and tell your share your experiences. I one of the ways I describe myself um, and what I do is I say that I'm a fearless champion of stories for the United Methodist Church. Mm. I love the stories of the United Methodist Church. And I love being in those local churches. One of the favorite parts of my job outside of podcasting is I get to travel to local churches and, and see what people are doing and help tell their, help them tell their story. And I, there are, there's no end of stories. And that's why I think the format of the interview format is so powerful. There is absolutely, you know, it's an, it is an infinite source of stories. And sometimes you just have to go find them. But most of the times you just have to look for them because everybody has one. Everybody, I believe, can offer some insight or some, some words that might inspire you or inspire me or you know speak to speak to someone in a special way so that's why i love the the format of the interview
0: yeah absolutely and and i'll just say it is a blast to do like you and i both have talked about how you feel like you you leave an interview like you've become you've got a new friend um yes. yeah and it's not for everybody uh, but i i love it i love doing interviews and this this podcast is a mix of interviews and kind of monologues or, you know, a set of teaching, a practical teaching on a topic. And, you know, I love preparing those as well, uh, but I always get geared up and excited for interviews. Um, you know, it's one thing to talk by yourself in the spare bedroom of your house for 15 minutes. It's another thing to get to actually connect with another human being and and to hear their expertise and, and perspective. And that's, you know, how we broaden our horizon, how we, how we gain empathy for one another is by listening to each other's stories. And so getting to be the people that, uh, like... Draw that out of someone and encounter it firsthand, but also getting to share it with the world is is so huge. And so I hope our listeners can see that when an interview is done well, it, it creates an engaging story. It can be used to highlight important events and issues and conversations that need to be had. And you know that's something that all church communicators need to know how to do. You might not have a podcast. But you might use video or the written format, like Crystal writes articles as well. She's talked about that in our interview today. And you might share testimonies in worship or on social media uh, or on your website. You might highlight the stories of your community, even people outside of your church, as a way to connect your church to your community. But of course, the challenge uh, is that interviewing is actually a skill. It isn't just being good at talking. Um, So in your, your 14 months as the host of an interview podcast, what have you learned about the art and skills? Skill of interviewing
1: well there are some obvious ones uh, don't ask yes/ no questions because then you're just gonna be uh, stuck with some awkward silence <laughs> when someone says yes or no and and yeah. <laughs> it stops there uh, so that's a pretty obvious one but um, I I hope that I've become a better listener yeah I um, a lot of times I or every time I will prepare for my interview and I'll come to the podcast interview with a list of questions and early on in my podcasting I I was so um, I was very methodical about going through my questions one <laughs> two three four five and sometimes someone would jump ahead to question five and I'm still on number two and yeah. I would back them up to number two Boy, we're not there yet we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it but I we're not on number five yet and so I I've learned uh, to relax and let the conversation let it be a conversation. Mm. That's in just to listen and let a lot of times the real gems of a conversation are they're gonna pop up where you least expect it. You're not, you know, you can't script those golden moments, yeah, but if you listen to where someone's inflection changes, perhaps, or you can tell there are, there's more emotion, whether that emotion is um, maybe some, you know, happy or joy or or sad, whatever, if there's a shift in emotion, listening to that giving it the space to really let someone share their thought and without, I would normally have been like, okay, next question. And really, (laughs) it's like, sorry, we can't, we can't talk about your joy right now. We have not the next question. So I've, I think I've become a better listener. I I know I still need to be a better listener, but that's to me, one of the, just really the, the, when you talk about skill is, kind of getting out of your own way and not let, I mean, of course I, I have a topic I want to, you know, cover and discuss, but, um, not feeling like maybe loosening my hold on it a little bit is a, is a good way to, to say that. Yeah. Let it, let it have room to move and and on its own organically.
0: Oh, totally. I I used to joke that if you, if you're like, so if you're so cu- like tied into your list of questions, you might as well have just sent it to them and then they record their own answers. You know, it's almost like those old, uh, quizzes in the teen magazines. You just move from question to question. Um, but yeah, like n- being willing to throw out your plans and follow, you know, we would say where the spirit leads, but like, you know, follow, um, the emotion or follow the key insight. And, um, and part of that is, is knowing your audience and knowing what they, need to know and what is their experience like, um, because the, you know, the other challenge is you get going in a conversation, you just follow what's interesting to you. And then suddenly you realize you're, you're like way off in the weeds. So it's true. I mean, yeah. it
1: that is such a good point, Dan, because I can see that I'm like, oh man, I love this. And sometimes I'll just stop and I'll kind of make a mental note. Maybe they can come back another time and we can talk yeah. about that topic. But you know I have, you know, there's been a few times where I've realized I'm, I am treading on very holy ground with mm. that person and uh and i've i've acknowledged that you know i've i've said if this feels too personal we don't have to talk about it yeah and um i've been so uh humbled and really felt um privileged when when the person would say um no it's no it's good yeah i want to talk about it and uh no i don't mind sharing about that so if when you get to those spaces um, you know, it, it is, yes, we are producing podcasts. It's part of what we do in, in our role at United Methodist Communications, but we're also, someone's trusting us with their story. Yeah. And it's important to, to keep that in mind.
0: Well, like your show, I too have a wrap-up question that I like to ask all of our guests, and that is, what words of encouragement do you have for the folks that are doing the hard work of church marketing and communications?
1: Well, you use the right term. It is hard work. Um, It's hard to stay creative and engaging, but I would say that to trust yourself. If you're in this role, um, you're in this role either um, because you've been doing it for a while and you have experience and skills or it's something that interests you. Um, there's always uh, so many resources out there. You know, don't feel like you're doing this by yourself. You aren't. Yeah. There's uh, church communicators. There's a there's a whole you know a whole tribe of us. Yes, and we love helping one another. We, um, I mean, definitely we are resources for each other. So find find those people who are doing the same thing you're doing, and and become you know let be a networking a network for each other that's something i would say for sure so that you're not doing it by yourself but but trust yourself um if you find it think it's interesting chances are um the people in your in your church are going to find it interesting too so um that's why i i said earlier you know as a united methodist um if i think something that's like i have some questions about that I guarantee you, I'm not the only one who has questions about yeah, absolutely. that. Absolutely, you know. So, um, you know, if it if it interests you, it probably interests someone else. So, to trust that instinct and then go find those people who are doing the same work as you and kind of band together and and be there for one another.
0: That's really, you know, jumping back to that la- the previous question. One of the skills of being an interview is a- interviewer is actually having the courage to say, okay. This may be a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, mm-hmm. because if you're confused about it, even if it seems really simple, there are tons of other people out there who are confused by it, who may not have the courage to ask it. And so your, your willingness to ask it on a microphone, you know, being recorded, uh, that's, a, that's a critical skill as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You got to be, you have to be, uh, you got to put yourself out there. You have to be bold for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of those connections with colleagues, if any of our listeners wanted to follow your work or reach out and say hi or ask you questions, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Well, the podcast and all the content for um, United Methodist is at unc.org. That's the denominational website. And on the homepage, there is a section where the Get Your Spirit in Shape podcast, the most current episode is always on the homepage. I'm happy to receive emails from folks. And my email address is c c a v i n e s s at umcom.org. That's C-C-A-V-I-N-E-S-S at umcom.org. It's harder to spell it. It's easier to say it. It's harder to spell it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Crystal, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your experience and expertise with us. We really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you, Dan. It's been a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, now listeners, we want to hear from you. How might you use the stories you gather through interviews to reach your community? Or what practical disciplines or spiritual exercises do you think would resonate in your area? Email us at podcast at and we just might share your thoughts or stories on a future episode. And you can, of course, use that email podcast at to send us any feedback or topic suggestions you have for the show. We always love hearing from you. And as always, the easiest way to support the show and help other church communicators like yourself find it is by sharing this episode with your friends and colleagues and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us right now. And did you know that United Methodist Communications has celebrated over 80 years of ministry? Your support ensures that the latest denominational news, dynamic stories, and informative articles will continue to connect our global community. Make a tax deductible donation today at resourceumcorg giveumcom. Thanks again for listening to the MyCOm Church Marketing podcast.